You're listening to a Flawless Noises Media Network production. Welcome back to the Crown and Collars podcast presented to you by Flawless Noses Media. I am one third of your host, although it's just two of us tonight because our friend and compatriot Will is down with the sickness. Look, I'll listen. Get up, get up, get down with the sickness. Get up, come on, get down with the sickness. Thank you, Bianca. Um, <laughs> Sorry, y'all. You're doing amazing, sweetie. Um, but listen, I don't know what the fuck it is. Listen, hopefully the nigga ain't got coronavirus. We, no, I'm, just, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. But we'll... <laughs> listen, I, I know, right? It, it was trash. Listen, I don't know what the fuck, like, what kind of goddamn Resident Evil T-virus ass strain this coronavirus and shit is. But it listen, that shit ain't no hoe. But hopefully we'll be, we'll, we'll be back next week with us so we'll be at full strength. But like I said... I am one of your hosts. I'm Jeremy. Um, I don't have any AKAs. Um, I just, I haven't been that witty or creative lately. I don't know. I just be logging on and minding my business because y'all niggas be wilding. But um, yeah, it's Jeremy, aka Black Dante on Twitter, aka Silky Johnson23 on Instagram, aka he don't really fuck with Facebook like that, although the swag is charged to the maximum, aka Govern Your Do Rags, aka. Um, Tell your auntie, bring her cold whiskey around here. And he is joined by me, uh, Bianca, a.k.a. Tell Bianca X on Twitter, a.k.a. Tell Bianca JPEG on Instagram, a.k.a. I am now asking approval from your tall auntie if I can wear my heels around for her. Okay, we'll switch her. She knows she can wear them around me. I think she got that idea by now. Um... And yeah, uh, again, the show is brought to you by the Flawless Noises Media Network. Um, what we would love for y'all to do is to go to flawlessnoises.com, get to know our sound, check out our full lineup of podcasts, um, also click on that support link, become either a Patreon member or just hit the general donation button, um, Patreon donations of at least $5 a month, get you access to some bonus content, and at least $10 a month gets you to some super bonus content, so... Those things are options. This is for free. Um, and with that, let's go ahead on and get into the show. Indeed. Uh, first of all, I want to say congratulations to Andy Reid for finally getting the Super Bowl winning. Um, he literally was the only reason. I, I, I think I feel confident in speaking for me, Bianca, and Will. He was the only person in that Super Bowl that any of us gave a fuck about. Um, and it's nice to see him finally get a ring. Yeah, he held it down for black quarterbacks for a long time. Right? It he was, did. You know, Donovan McNabb, it was Michael Vick, you know, Coy Detma, you know, whoever, Patrick Mahomes, you know, whoever. Indeed. So congratulations, Andy Reid, from all accounts. Um, stand-up guy, like, like Bianca said, he is one of the ones who was willing to work with anybody, particularly black quarterbacks, when there was a time where, you know, the whole stigma about, oh, can't win with a black quarterback, can't. You know, do X, Y, Z with a black quarterback, not smart enough, not in it. Um, Andrew was like, nah, fuck all that. If if he can play, he can play. And not to make him out to be like any white savior or anything like that. But, you know, he was a guy that 
he was and is a guy just like the X's and O's. If you can play, you can play. And, you know, <clears throat> it's good to see somebody that, for all intents and purposes, seems like a good guy. You know, all his players, both current and former, love him. Um, never seen him saying anything problematic or anything like that. He just, you know, loved the game of football, and you know, it's it's good to see him get a ring. That that warmed my heart. It, it really, yeah. Um, it, it would have been fun to see him with like running Randall Cunningham. Like if they had coached together, if they coached to play together, that would have been fun. But you mm-hmm. know, bygones, bygones. It's done. It's done. Randall, you know. Never quite became that guy again after the knee injury. And, yeah, good for Andy Reid. Um, and good for Teran Matthew. That would probably be the only other. Yeah, I, you know what? I didn't, didn't even realize he was with the Chiefs. And I was like, nigga, is that the honey battle? Like, I didn't either. Like, I just thought, you know, wow, this guy's a Super Bowl champ. And there was that other story. I can't remember the fellow's name now. Uh, there was a guy who played for the Chiefs, and he grew up in Miami. He used to work at the stadium. And he won the Super Bowl at the stadium. He used to sell peanuts in or popcorn or soft drinks or hot dogs or something. I don't know. Um, yeah, shout out to him. Um, again, Indeed. sucks that I can't immediately recall his name, but he does exist. He is the person. He was one who worked in the concessions at the uh, stadium that's had a million and one names. And now he's a Super Bowl champion in that same stadium, uh, just like Drew Brees was, you know, 10 years prior. Shout out to um, you know, those guys who won Super Bowl 44 10 years ago. Did you ever work in, like, the concession stand, like, during high school or anything? You know, crazy enough, actually, I did. Um, I worked at two different stadiums, actually. I worked at the Superdome briefly. Um, and in both of these cases, it was more so, like, the company that, actually runs it would have like one or two people sitting nearby but they were like kind of supervisors and it was the rest of us actually doing like the work work and it was a way to raise funds for like say like your basketball team or instead of paying dues you just you know go volunteer a couple sundays at the dome um other place i did that was actually the georgia domes i had to wear an ugly ass double zero jersey um and pour sodas and pull hot dogs for people I never worked in the concession stand, uh, like in high school or anything, but I always wanted to. Well, I'll tell you that, I don't know if you can count it as working, but, like, I, like, help ferry supplies and shit from time to time. For so, what it's worth, I was Saints gear to those domes, uh, to the uh, Falcons dome, all four times, and they went on four in those games. Of course you did. Because yeah. your, pity, your pity knows no bounds. Actually, yeah, no, so we, we did that a few times. Uh, one of the times we did it was the Women's Finals Four in, I want to say, 2003 was another time I did it. And, like, we were lower level for this. I think, like, the upper sections were mostly – was mostly, like, press and stuff. Uh, so you could get, like, the bird's eye view or what have you. But down in the lower bowl, like, anybody who was somebody in, like, the WNBA or big-time college ball who maybe didn't make it to that Final Four – we're all just sort of milling about walking around you. I saw so many, like, WNBA legends at that time. Um, Shereka Holesquad was in there in the Jordan jersey dress. Um, Diana Tarazi was rumored to be there. I never actually saw her, but apparently she was. Sue Bird was definitely there. I saw her there. I saw Margot Dedek, rest in peace, um, who 
but that name doesn't ring a bell to you. She had seven foot two, was the tallest WNBA player in league history. Um, yeah, she was there, and I mean, she might as well have been eight foot two. Like, she was larger than life for real. Um, mm. And yeah, so many, again, so many others from that time. Um, so yeah, I remember those. I remember working in those uh, stadiums fondly. It was, you know, it was a good time. And, you know, when the Falcons was on, I was kind of grumbling and getting through it. But, you know, doing like the other events, like I did uh, Tennessee State versus FAMU one year. All beloved FAMU. Yeah. And beloved Tennessee State for that matter. You know, shout out to both. Um, and yeah, no, it was it was always fun. You know, we always got into, you know, stuff maybe we had no business and maybe took breaks a little bit too long, but we uh into we, the the we, we had a good time. We carried on and we uh we did the thing, so Indeed. Well, <laughs> Moving on to the news, uh, Rush Limbaugh was diagnosed with cancer and moving on because he is a conservative, uh, racist piece of shit who has spewed rhetoric for uh, harmful rhetoric for marginalized communities for a very long time. Um, as a matter of fact, wasn't he the motherfucker that, um, that the Panthers got to talk to Cam Newton to get him to be saying all kind of crazy shit? Oh, my God. I'm to be giving a fuck about. The things that dude would be saying, man. I listen. I, I mean, maybe like it sounds like some Russell and Bonnie shit, but you ain't gonna get me to prove it because again, he is irrelevant to me. I found out that news and I was like, up oh, ordering a pizza for dinner tonight. Fair enough. Fair enough. Fair enough. But yeah, um, I mean, counts are trash, but I mean, when it takes itself out, I mean, can you really blame it? I, that was very, very rude of me. <laughs> that was goddamn. But I mean, I said what I said, so and I ain't listen. Kidding. He wouldn't. He wouldn't give a fuck about us if it happened to us. So I mean, hey. I mean, I mean, get your just get your just desserts. Rush, rush into the pine box. Mm. Um, well, yeah. Um, switching. This is going to be a terrible segue, but switching gears. And we do want to report something very tragic that happened in the loss of life that we do care about. Um. Earlier today, it was reported that there were two, there are two women and a child, two women dead and a child is injured after a shooting at a residence hall at residence hall at Texas A&M University Commerce on Monday. The child, who was about ten years old, was taken to the hospital in stable condition, according to the school's police department. The incident was reported at ten seventeen a.m. local time at the at the Pride Rock Resident Hall, which houses freshmen, according to the school's website, there appears to be no threats, police officials said Monday afternoon at this time. Um no, go ahead, Bill. Uh tragic, yes. Also that's a state where people are a little too um gung ho about their right to carry. Mm-hmm. Um obviously you never want to see this brought to a victim's doorstep. Um or dorm room, or wherever this happens. Um, and yeah, no, it is, you know, we say it a lot, but it's, you know, it's time to start figuring out, like, what do we mean when we say, you know, right to bear arms? What do we mean when we say freedom to, you know, carry weaponry, you know, whose primary function is necessarily to kill or injure? Um Even though, I mean, they got this all figured out within about an hour, they lifted the you know, they lifted the lockdown slash, you know, like, suggestion to 
stay in place as an advisory. Only lifted it in about an hour, um, but they've canceled classes, you know, the rest of that day's classes, Tuesday's classes, Wednesday's classes. Um, they're going to have grief counselors on site. And again, what this all comes back to is the, the strain of having to pull grief counselors, you know, do you have enough? Do you have too many? You know, is it a situation where too much resource is pulled away from that as a result of this, you know, tragic circumstance, obviously. Um, and what, what, what can we do? What are we doing? What can be done to alleviate this, to keep this from being so easily repeatable? Um, And in this case, I mean, these, these folks apparently knew each other, but still, that, that changes nothing. Like, the fact that they knew each other just means that somebody said, hey, I got a vendetta. Like, I don't like the way this person talked to me, said this to me, treated me, whatever. I'm I'm going to go and, like, hurt them possibly fatally. Right. <sighs> another, another tragic shooting. Uh more life being lost and unfortunately with the way that are like you said especially in the state that this happened with our gun laws if you want to call them that um this is just more blood on the hands of lawmakers who just say fuck you know fuck having any kind of heavy restrictions on people being able to get firearms that can kill other other human beings. So, I do want to. We send condolences to the families um, affected, and we hope that that one child um, is not um, in any more fatal um, critical condition, um, as reported up to the moment of this, of this recording. And um, yeah, we we as a society just do not need guns. We just don't need them. I know that's a bit extreme, but um, given the alternative um, and what we've seen, I think I think we could just do without guns. I think, yeah, I think I think we could put a moratorium out and just be like, no, nah, we 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 off that for the time being. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like let's let's find some like let's find some other things. Let's uh, you know, let's get back into slingshots or yeah. yeah. Um, I, mean, I don't know. There's options. Yeah, it's There's, options. I mean, it worked. It worked for Link, so you know, it's it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, moving on. Um, speaking of items, um, it was reported at the request of Kobe Bryant's wife Vanessa, she will be giving some items left by thousands of fans that came to honor her husband, daughter Gianna, and seven others who died in the fatal helicopter crash on Sunday. Um. Lee Ziedman, the president of Staples Center, uh, LA and Microsoft Theater, said they will also take the perishable things and, and compost and spread them throughout the complex. Uh, Ziedman, who knew Bryant for 24 years, said the plan is to start to dismantle everything around the area after the Super Bowl. Um, from Vanessa, uh, I mean, not from Vanessa, but from Zeman. It will have been a week. We have contractually obligated events that are moving in. He said Vanessa had reached out to us and said our family would like these items out there. So we're going to catalog every one of them. And by that, I mean t-shirts, 
letters, basketball stuff towards. We're going to push those in specially made containers, and we're going to ship them to the family as reported earlier today. Um, I think this is um, I think this is very um a very nice gesture. Um, obviously, with all the support that Vanessa and um the by extension her family and also the families of the other victims, all the support that has been poured out on social media um throughout this whole week of the incredible incredibly human displays of emotion um that we've seen outside of Staples Center from the players to former colleagues, friends, fans. Um it's it's honestly been very powerful to be quite honest. Mm. Um and this is just another way to keep um, Kobe's memory alive. And uh, I feel like who better than to, to receive um, tokens of love and appreciation from the fans other than Vanessa and the family. So, Yeah, and, and I mean, they remain at the forefront of everything that I, you know, personally would like to see the discussion shift towards. Um, because this is the thing, like, there's still a little bit of the relitigation going on, and I don't know at this point what we expect to change from the, you know, dead person who, but, like, Vanessa and those other three girls have to have a, you know, live an impacted life in this way. Um, and, you know, just getting off that for a second, like even the other um, survivors, right? Uh, the other surviving family members of those who passed away, I should say, um, mm. have to have their stories. So I saw a great article that ESPN did about uh, Alta Valley, um, the, the, the father, the coach, the baseball team, um, all the things he had done over the 20 plus years that he'd been at that school and how much he had helped shape that place into, you know, something in his image, something that he wanted to have his stamp on and did. Um, and I'm sure, you know, the, there were three other family parts that were affected, right? There was the other teammate and the mom, and then there was the coach, and then there was the pilot. And, you know, their stories would get told, too. And... I just don't want their stories to get lost in what happened on that unfortunate night in 2003. Because as I said last week, what he did was unquestionably criminal. Um, and there's, there's no two ways around it. You don't apologize for the good that you do in this world. But the person who stands to like have to be accountable for that can't be accountable for it anymore because he's, he's deceased. Um, and yeah, no, I'm just, I'm just, Hoping that we again, you know, turn our love and our devotion, you know, toward Vanessa Bryant, toward the three surviving daughters and those people who remain to be known yet are severely impacted by this, you know, by this loss of everybody. Well said. Well said. I, I I don't have anything else to add. I couldn't say it better myself. Uh, which tends to happen because you are far more eloquent than I am. So I mean, it, it comes with the territory. Yeah, uh, and you know, I think I think that fear of oh that won't get discussed. It's 
was going to get swept up in the idolization of you know him and his death. I think that's mostly been not actualized. I think that we've we've found that 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 didn't happen. Um, I will say surprisingly. Did, oh, go ahead, my I mean, coach, my head. Um, I will say that there was, you know, not frequently, but they, they existed. There were, you know, one was one is too many, but I did see people who tried to like completely downplay it and, you know, talk about, oh, she was just a lion, you know, B word and that, that. like though yeah, like those are people I just wanted to like just smash in the face, just like no, like that's that's not the takeaway on this. Um should you know? Should it feel like his death is the opportunity to become an expose? No, of course not. But like, that's not the way to counteract that. The way to counteract it is to talk about it, to be you know candid about it, and to be you know omnipresent about it, and to see you know that side of it, and you know consider things through her lens, you know through the victim's lens, and especially when he did it his his damn self. Mm. You know what I'm saying? And, like, at what point, like, if the nigga, uh, and I'm not saying this in a disrespectful way to Cole, but, like, if the nigga came to that realization himself, then why are you fighting against that? You There's literally two people involved in that that opinions matter. One way more than the other, but still, like... Right. <laughs> like, if he came to that realization himself, and like you said, you don't apologize for good things that you do, if he came to that then why the fuck well i know why because misogyny but still yeah like you know what i'm saying like come on guys like to again and not to take away from your point because like i said you said that very eloquently but you know what i'm a quote bomani like you can't act like it didn't happen like if you because first of all first of all it's not like this was new like i said last week the legacy of that case had been brought back up and talked about while he was alive. So it's not like people are pulling that out of their ass. And it's also not like we don't have information. Like I said, a lot of people my age, we were younger. We didn't know what the fuck we was talking about. Bianca, your age group knew a little bit more than we did, but we didn't know what the fuck we was talking about. But we have the information now due to it being revisited and Kobe's own words and his own self-reflection and stuff. So we know more, we know better, we should do better. And Lord knows I'm not trying to speak for the dead, but I feel like, given Kobe's own words about that situation, I feel like he would not appreciate y'all sweeping that under the rug because he sure didn't his damn self. That's all I'm saying. Right. And and I mean, that's all it needed to be, right? Like, you know, we... We mention it and we, we make sure that we do speak on it, but we don't make it the, the totality or the, the exclusive means of emphasis. Um, if he meant anything at all to you just as a person, like the people who didn't know him, don't care about sports or whatever, like do what you want. I mean, they, his, you know, his death will never be about him anyway. Um, but to everyone else, yeah, no, it's just, it's just, a, it's a cheap tactic, you know? Um, and not a particularly necessary one because again, the man did. So you said that so country, and I'm so proud and, and happy that you said it like that, like the man did. Yeah, uh, yeah, you know, nigga, woke, nigga woke up there. Come on now. Uh, you know what? 
let's let's just move. Speaking of of real country, real quick. So let me just say this, y'all know I'm like old, like I'm fake old, but like not really. But I did not know who Roddy Rich really was. Like I saw chatter about him, you know, with the whole trying to get him to number one over Justin Bieber because, you know, fuck the white man, which I'm not mad at because, I mean, Justin Bieber looks like Jeff Foxworth and I, so you take with that what you will. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> like, he, like, he definitely looks like a blue-collar tool, like, producer and shit. But anyway, um, but I did not know, like, I heard a song by him, but I didn't know it was him. That damn The Box song. He has a line in that song where he says, Bitch, don't wear shoes in my house. If that is you, that you can tell he has a praying grandmother by that line. Like in the context of the song, it don't. I don't know what the fuck. Like it don't connect to nobody he talking about in the fucking song. But he says it with such passion that you can tell that he got a grandmama that pray. Like he got a mima that done made the good sweet potato pie for him. He gonna be all right. Okay, like sometimes the youth catch you off guard and just make a song or just say something that resonates with your soul. And that resonated with my soul. Like I had been listening to that song all motherfucking day today, just repeating that that line in particular, because it is so powerful to the Negro experience, especially during Black History Month. I just wanted to shout young Roddy Rich out for that right now. Yeah, yeah he got some cuts on us like, um... yes. Yeah, you, 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 know I'm late. you know I'm late, but I'm getting into things. I'm getting into the the youth because sure, you, I ain't holding I ain't holding it against you. Yeah, so he got the box. He got a uh, high fashion, which is a song he did with mustard mustard on a beat. Oh, um, that's the name of that fucking song. Uh, moonwalking with a little Dirk and a baller. The song that you talking about is the box. Yes, but that uh, other one, that second one, you you said I heard of it because and I recognize because of. Mo- Muscle, but I didn't know the name of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep, that's the one. High fashion and uh, moonwalking with a little dark and a bowling will be like, that's my favorite fool from him. Um, but yeah, he got some, he got some cuts. See, sometimes so, you know, sometimes the, sometimes the youth be cutting the rug, you know. And we salute the youth. You know, we we not like get off all on people on social media who be doing the fucking most. Um, yeah, no. I mean, you gotta you gotta give them you gotta give them a space. Yeah, like let them let them fuck it up. Like you know, we we remember our greats from you know various eras, but that you know, there's a lot of people who aren't so great that were just kind of left in the wake. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Ooh, that that'll be a whole another bring it back, right? We uh, we can we can talk about you know like you know just the generation that I kind of came into adulthood with. Um, you know, we can talk about Ti and Luda and um, balloons. You know, we, shut up. <laughs> Before he cut his hair, um, little before he cut his hair, Ti, you know those those cats, and then there was you know there was also a low flip, right? Like mm-hmm. there 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 are rappers who kind of got left in the wake. Like there's you know Jay Z and Nas and DMX. And that's just like, um, so you can you can do this era by era, generation by generation. You know it's click by click even. You can go yeah, man, busy bones. Just released the album in September 2019. Crazy Bone still out here appearing on stuff. Lazy Bone, you know, got a mixtape out. Yeah. You know, you talking about Wu Tang, Method Man, Ghostface. Yeah. 
you know, mm-hmm. there, there, there's always, again, like, that exists all over the place. And so I just encourage you, find that new favorite. Find, you know, find something that the youth resonate with the youth and just be like, you know what? Maybe this isn't the way I would have, you know, one of my favorites would have done it, but uh, it could ride, you know? Indeed. Uh, speaking of speaking of riding out, uh, so over or under Maze riding out on Diddy. Uh, I respect Maze for making a move. Um, because yeah. Diddy was on some high minded shit at the Rock Nation brunch or whatever that was that that they were all at. Um, he was on some high minded shit, flew a little too close to the sun, and the problem is like. We've known Diddy's, like, we don't know the particulars, but we've known there's been shit about him when it comes to paying talent or what have you for, you know, 20 years now. Um, yeah, like, this nigga has been shaded dealings for, like, two fucking decades. Yeah, like, again, we've, we've known it, right? I think Big, I think Biggie was the one that, like, would have pressed him into slash out of whatever he needed to get. Yeah. Um, and everyone else is there varying levels of dealing with the, you know, with the nonsense. And so, for for Mace to bring it back up, twenty twenty, like yeah, no, like we we ain't forgot, we still on it. Um, <laughs> like what resonate? What when, what he said that resonated with me so much is that like he said he made sure like he got his money straight before he brought it back up, which is sad but also kind of true at the same time because it's like and somebody I can't remember who the fuck said this on Twitter, but they unfortunately were right. It's like nobody want to hear you when you broke, even if you're right. Right. So, like, the fact that he had to make sure he got his money straight so it didn't seem like he was coming from a place of just, like, bitterness or, you know, broke nigga tennis or whatever the fuck niggas would be saying. Or, in uh, or, did or original at Vivian. Right. <laughs> you know, that's why, that's why I don't nobody want to listen, listen to original Aunt Vivian because she ain't got no money. <laughs> and she knowing the shit. I mean, she, I mean... It's debatable that she's not really wrong a lot of times, but her presentation kind of whack. So it's kind of like, eh, I mean, yeah, she, she, I mean, she, she bills your banking, you know, whatever. Yeah, um, yeah, 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 yeah. But uh, but that w- that resonated with me in Maze's post because let me tell you something. I look, look, it has been a while since I've seen a drag. Uh, I is a a a straight man dragging like that. It has been some time since I've seen that. Because my God, but I mean, it's we've been knowing this about Diddy, and also shout out, to, shout out the um, shout out the um, that if you think millionaire, you can be millionaire, niggas on the internet that were defending Diddy, like, like so, <laughs> like so close to Black History Month for shame on y'all, like, like what the fuck is. Like, I don't know what it is with you niggas and going to bat for millionaires who will spit on you in the file. Like, I do not understand it. Y'all are not going to be rich like these niggas. You on 75K or access to the Rock Nation brunch? Right. <laughs> like, you like you want to diversify your bonds or do you want to you wanna, uh, lean with it, rock with it with Jay-Z? Like, nigga, what the fuck? Like, I don't understand. Like, I, oh, I forget who, like, I don't know who, I forget who it was. Blame it on my head, not my heart, but they had a tweet that was just so funny, but also so true. Like, how the fuck do y'all be finding time to defend millionaires and billionaires at your, at your goddamn nine to five job? I do not understand that shit. 
I don't either. And yeah, it always blew my mind that like the people who work like and then like the most menial jobs at that, like be super subscribed to that shit. And it's like, where's your progress? You know, like not not are you there already? Where's your progress though? Right. And if you're not really progressing toward that, then stop trying to make me feel bad, you know, on social media when you out here wilding in these in these same ways. Like right. don't don't do that. <laughs> Right, like I'm paycheck to paycheck, just like you. But you up here telling me to feel bad for billionaires who would not give me or you any of the access that they have or any share any of the wealth, which is why they are millionaires and billionaires. And you preaching to me that I don't understand these niggas. I know you fucking lying. Right, let me hold fifty. Ha. Ha, Right, (laughs) right, (laughs) right. Uh, But yeah, that was. uh, we just, I, you know, hey, shout out to Maze and good for you for standing in your truth and the truth of a lot of people in life. I mean, first of all, you can't trust, first of all, you can't trust no nigga with that many teeth in his goddamn mouth. I don't give a fuck what y'all say. <laughs> like, did it, like, did it, did he up here, like, he, did he up here got teeth like if Baraka from Mortal Kombat went to like Dr. Heavenly and got a, got the grill fixed? Like, you can't trust a nigga that's, you can't trust a nigga that smile and like, his whole mouth turned into fucking solar panels. You can't trust him. Oh boy. You can't trust him. That's oh what we need. Like we spend like we wasting all this goddamn money on the on 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 and trying to find a solution to energy when all we got to do is just use the reflection from Diddy fucking teeth. Anyway, that's I'm going way off tangent. I could make jokes about that nigga, but he is. I mean, I mean, I'm just saying. I mean, the nigga's cricket. I mean, you don't, but you don't become that successful without ripping people off. And it's been long chronicled about did his bad dealings. I mean, first, listen, Carl Thomas still ain't got paid. So I mean, there's that. Danny Kane. I mean, the list goes on and on. So, yo, I remember. I don't want to name the artist. This is on my old account, but I remember I was like flipping through credits on a on an album, and I realized, oh snap! Like so and so produced this beat, and he was one of them dudes who searched his name every once in a while. Mm. Um, so I, I don't think I added him. Um, in fact, I didn't add him. Um, and he straight up was like, "Yeah, it would be, be nice if that you know executive producer had paid me for that album, but uh." Never happened. And I was like, oops, sorry. Oops, I didn't mean to trigger you. Oops. Sorry but, uh, to bring sorry to up, my bad. Right. You know, I ain't mean to break up uh painful memories. My bad. Sorry to that man. Um but yeah, I mean I mean it's yeah, I mean, you know, I mean it's, it's fuck did it. I mean he you know, he he pretty much he got up a slime ball and it's okay to say that, you know. You're not gonna get rich defending him with your nine to five working ass, I'll tell you that much. Oh uh, <laughs> shit! You up here? You up here like me working at a goddamn office job? You up here defending Diddy for ripping people off? I know y'all fucking lying to me. <laughs> the fuck? Anyway, uh, speaking of the internet doing the most, um, we gonna try to have fun with this, um, uh, but the internet tends to do what the internet tends to do, especially when it comes to this person and who this person may or may not be dating. Like we know her personally, but uh. Megan Thee Stallion and G-Eazy uh, set the internet on fire today, Monday, as we're recording, because reportedly, allegedly, niggas don't really know. They would just take some shit and run, run with it. And apparently, publications are too. But Megan and G-Eazy, who, honestly, I did not, I still don't really know who it is, to be perfectly goddamn honest. Um, because, I mean, all white men kind of look alike to me, but that's neither here nor there. Um, oh, no, that. 
is right here um, because I don't blame you. Like, if you don't explicitly know him and just somebody shows you a picture, you'd be like, is that Tom Hiddleston? I don't fucking know. Right. Um, like, the only one I kind of really know just because he's so dusty looking is Post Malone. And even then. Yeah. Somebody said, uh, yo, somebody tweeted today, I don't care if Megan's world, but gee, easy Post Malone is right there. And I was like. Girl, have you, I saw that too. I was like, I wanted to say, girl, have you seen this nigga? He looks like the backside of a mobile home. What the fuck is wrong with you? I'm going to just what? read the tweet I wrote in response. I said, I don't really know either of those young men. So I looked it up and Post Malone looks like he gets a ration number of showers and brushes per month and can't redeem both on the same day. g Easy <laughs> is a silly name, but he looks like he tries to care about his hygiene. Yo, that motherfucker's real name is like a Negro spiritual or some shit. Like, yeah, his name is uh, Gerald Earl. Right. Like, if that ain't the most nigger ass name I've heard in my goddamn life, like, that's he is a there. He is a Reggie Cleveland all-star. He's a, <laughs> like that is def, like that is a John Henry ass name I've ever seen one. Like I'm surprised that like when I like because again I didn't know who this person was. Still don't really. Like when I saw the real name, I was like, Y'all sure this white man? Because <laughs> this is the most I've been work this is the most weighed in the water ass name I've heard in quite some time. Did I did I ever show you a picture of Reggie Cleveland? Um, I think it did. Maybe I did, but I just did. I just sent another one. Um, tell me what you think. Okay, hold on. Oh my fucking god! <laughs> now it's not when you heard the name Reggie Cleveland, is it? Yo, this motherfucker looks like an extra in like Happy Days. Tell me he don't. Tell me he don't look like he could be on the happy days open the credits on Nick at night. Tell me he don't. Yeah, oh. no, he. It, you, you're so right. Um, oh, oh, these happy days are yours and mine. Face there. <laughs> oh my god. But uh, but yeah, no. They Megan and G Easy. They had um, I think post on their snaps or Instagram or whatever the young kids are doing these days, which eventually got took taken down. And they was hugging and kissing and snuggling, and he put his whole goddamn like face on her, like like his whole fucking face, like the like the motherfucker's nose was in her goddamn like eye socket. <laughs> <laughs> the shit was honestly hilarious to me. Um, and I will give the internet credit for the most part. I just saw playful jokes for the most part. Now, I was kind of in and out on social media today, so I saw the jokes in the morning when they was really good, and by t- 12 noon, I had started doing some other shit. I fell down a YouTube rabbit hole, which one, we were revisiting in just a second. Um, So I don't know how left it got. I know it eventually did because it's the internet and niggas always go left. Uh, but at least for this morning, shout out to the internet for keeping it light and joking for the most part. Um, yeah, um, I kept my thoughts to myself for the most part because I, um, you know, people don't like listening to single people talk about relationships. So I made the calculated decision to remain silent. 
and also laugh at these jokes. The good jokes, by the way, because not all y'all jokes hit, but for the most part, the good ones did. But also, like, like on some real shit, like, it's kind of weird that we do, and by we, I mean the collective, we, we kind of do the most whenever Meg does something, because it's like, they could have just been hanging out, and maybe they dating, maybe they not. We really don't know, and honestly, it's none of our fucking business, and I mean... I know that, you know, she's a celebrity and he's a celebrity and it comes with territory. But I mean, honestly, who gives a fuck at the end of the day? I mean, really, you know, what I'm, you know what I mean? Like she might be dating, dating a white nigga. She may not. If she is, oh, well, if she ain't, oh, well, like life moves on. Like it's not that big a deal. But, you know, it's just the curse that comes with a celebrity. Like everything to do, you know, no matter how minuscule, you know, like the minuscule shit you know, is shit that gets blown out of proportion and the real, you know, the the real, you know, serious shit, you know, good or bad is shit that gets swept under the rug. So it's kind of like, you know, it's, you, you're damned if you do, you're damned if you don't. Stay woke, black man. I'll find a pineal glands. Teach these devils. <laughs> Let, me <tell> you. <laughs> Let me tell you something about you motherfuckers. Y'all, I, y'all get on my motherfucking nerves with these hotel memes. They are hilarious. But y'all get on my nerves. If y'all put one more motherfucking Koofy on Thanos, I swear to God. <laughs> <laughs> you, yeah, it, it happened in just the Avengers cast something to wear on me a little bit. Like I wanna see I wanna see some Garfield Hotep memes. I wanna see yes. some uh I'm I'm sure there's a like there is a way to make a Donatello Hotep meme. Like it, it's it exists. It's out there. Yes, absolutely. Um Balkan Skull from Power Rangers, it's there. Oh my God! No, 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 no! If you, if one they you... they wore a lot of black leather and they posed next to each other all the time. It, the, the possibilities are endless. Yes, I, I don't disagree with you. How, I, however, I do you one better. If one of you motherfuckers put a goddamn koofy on Zach, I will fucking lose it. I <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> Oh, 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 put a goofy on Billy. Oh my god! <laughs> you just see, you see it. You just see that motherfucker in the command center with Alpha with this. Oh, if you, if one of you motherfuckers put it on Alpha, oh my fucking god! <laughs> like, can you imagine like a hotel Alpha? <laughs> <laughs> Ragers, you <laughs> open your third eye to see the truth. <laughs> you must, you must open your third eye to defeat Rita. Rita, Rita has four words, four, four, four letters in it. Four letters upside down equals the truth, my brother Ranger. You must read between the lines, home slice. <laughs> Oh my God. Oh my God. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Please, one of y'all please make this happen. I know one of you niggas is listening to this fucking podcast. One of you niggas please make this happen. I will fucking die. Uh, but yeah, just don't do the most of it, Megan. I mean, jokes is jokes, you know, but you know, <clears throat> sometimes you got to relax on the jokes because some of y'all be getting way personal and way too deep and invested in this shit. Uh, Right. Uh, speaking of Power Rangers, um, you want to talk about that now or you want to hold it for another show? I've been waiting for this. Let, so let me tell you something. 
Let's do I it now. Love, I, I love when on social media uh, sometimes, you know, and obviously not everybody not everybody give a fuck about this shit, which I mean, I feel you. Um, but who's the, I have to give a shout out to uh, Leo. He actually brought the topic up about Power Rangers and if a lot of my 90s babies, myself included, love Power Rangers growing up. Like, I mean, a lot of y'all front and, you know, act like you, you know, you never fuck with Power Rangers. You always thought it was corny, blah, blah, blah. I mean, okay. I mean, I'm not saying all of y'all lying, but I am saying a good number of y'all are lying. Trying to be cool for the internet, which I don't understand why you give a fuck about impressing the internet, but that's not my cross to tell. Um, like it's too cool for school and shit. Right. Uh-huh. Right. <laughs> Like imagine, imagine acting too, like you too school, cool for school on the internet. Years later, when you motherfuckers pay bills and shit, like I know y'all fucking lying. But anyway, um, I love Power Rangers when I was growing up. Um, and one of the most fascinating but also terrible things growing up is that when you grow up and learn shit about shit that you loved as a child that was very bad and terrible, like behind the scenes and shit, like you came to the realization like these were actually actors and they had real life shit going on and a lot of that shit on the scenes was not good. Case in motherfucking point, um, <laughs> so let's talk about Tommy. <clears throat> give, it, give it to this Fabio ponytail ass nigga. <laughs> Listen, we said that in my mentions. I was fucking dying because that that is a Fabio. No, 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 Bianca. You know, you know what kind of ponytail he had. Yeah, the VO5 commercial ponytail. Remember, um, like remember, I dream a genie on Nick at night. Mm-hmm. Remember that goddamn ponytail she had, like that ponytail, but like oh boy. for a man. <laughs> like oh my god, oh oh oh. <laughs> oh, oh. Oh, twinkle, 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 ass, goddamn ponytail and shit. But let's talk about Tommy. Tommy. Let's talk about it. So I have conflicting feelings about Tommy. Because on the one hand, when he was introduced as the Green Ranger, the shit was fire. Not as as both a villain as an and as the Sixth Ranger, the shit was fire. Like as a villain. Like, first of all, the motherfucker almost won. Like, like, let's start there. Like, of all the motherfuckers that have, and I, and we just talking about the original, like, Zordon era of Power Rangers. We ain't talking about all the rest of that shit. Um, like, of all... Well, well talk, keep it to the, to the starting five plus, what, three and then later plus one? Yeah. Leave it there? Yeah, 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 okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like just the uh, you know the 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 shit that got us hooked in the nineties. Oh, right? plus one, plus three, plus one. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like of all the motherfuckers that almost did these niggas in, Tommy when he was evil literally almost killed everybody. <laughs> like the motherfucker went into the fucking Megazord to beat their ass in the <laughs> right. <laughs> like the motherfucker, like the motherfucker just left. <laughs> like first of all, how the fuck you? How the fuck this nigga was on the ground? The mega sword at least like twenty goddamn stories tall. This motherfucker just leapt from from the ground to the mega sword, went in the cockpit, knocked the fuck out of Trini, and then, <laughs> and then just threw these niggas to the ground and then proceeded to beat their ass. How the fuck, dog? He was 
so obscenely overpowered. It was incredible. Yeah. Now, obviously, a lot of this shit was because they just used the footage from the um, from the Super Sentai version over in Japan and then just ported it over. But mm. still, like, this fact that this motherfucker was so overpowered, like, the motherfucker, like, they had been building Jason up to be this badass martial artist the whole fucking time, which, to be fair, he was. But, like, Tommy just came in and just beat this nigga's ass single-handedly after just showing his goddamn prowess in the fucking martial arts tournament before Rita turned him evil. Like, what? Then the motherfucker- sent, sent Jason to the dark dimension. Like, just... Almost killed him. Right. You know, you had Jason, you had Jason regular nigga having to fight Goldar in the dark dimension. Like, that shit was so unfair, but... Unmorphed at that. Right. <laughs> Goldar just got this sword just dangling in this motherfucker's face. Then, then he picked the nigga up, slung him to the ground, taunted him with his own morpher, and then stuck his sword in the morpher like, nah-uh-uh, bitch. You thought, like, what? <laughs> like, yep. what? This motherfucker, this motherfucker almost died. Then, then, then the motherfucker, Zach, and I, well, I guess by that, Zach was, like, second in, the com- in command by proxy. Like these, mm-hmm. mother- the rest of these motherfuckers fought this nigga Tommy while they in the fucking Megazord. This motherfucker Tommy got this got this the sword of darkness. This motherfucker th- again, like the motherfucker is on the ground. Tommy ain't but probably like six foot. This motherfucker Megazord is like thirty stories. This motherfucker fighting the Megazord on the ground <laughs> with nothing but a fucking sword. Like what? <laughs> he was so ridiculously overpowered. Then when the motherfucker turned good, he's still overpowered. Like. <laughs> Like, he literally just, just came in and was like, oh, the rest of y'all getting y'all ass beat? Okay, here I go. Like, what? But this was also, like, kind of like the, like, real-life shit, like, behind the scenes, because, like, and you brought up a good point. Like, Tommy was was originally, like, written to be just, like, a one-off. But... You were so well, popular. yeah, like that, that, like, like that. So that whole canon that took a week, right? Like the the whole notion of, or not a week. It took five episodes. It took a week worth, right? Um, Monday mm-hmm. through Friday. Um, and the idea was again, like, what happens when you when you take the Power Ranger ethos and make it like a bad thing, right? right. But he's, but Jason. I mean, not Jason. Tommy screen tested so well that they were like, oh, we gotta make a we gotta make a good dude out of him. And thankfully, there was you know. Obviously, the, the the footage was there for him to become a good guy, but there was limited footage, right? And he had to pull all of the White Ranger stuff because that yeah. you know happened later on down the line. Because in the in the re- in the, like the Super Sentai version, like the Green Ranger, that story, I don't think he he didn't last that long because he actually died. <laughs> like hmm. the, the um, so that's why they had to like write around like that whole um. Green that's a, Ranger, yeah, that's yeah, that's right around the. The limited footage they had of like yeah. Green Ranger shit, basically. Because yeah, um, he died. Like he joined the team, and then like he maybe stayed for maybe like ten episodes over there. No, actually, less than that. Like he didn't stay long. Like he, they fought him. He joined because in the uh, Japanese version, like he was the uh, Red Ranger's brother who turned evil, and like they had to fight to get him back to the good. But he had a limited time because he basically was a fucking zombie kind of like it was some it was some weird shit i mean i mean no disrespect to the japanese but y'all you know they were weird shit so he died so they had to write around that shit 
Yep. And then, like I said, the White Ranger stuff came in and it was like, oh, let's make the White Ranger the dude who screen tested extremely well when we brought him in on a cameo basis. Yeah. <clears throat> Which also was weird because of the shit that was happening like behind the scenes at the time because like Tommy comes in, comes back as the White Ranger, right? At the time in real life, Jason, Trini, and Zach's um, characters uh their um their actors they basically um was like fuck this shit because Saban was not only racist but he was also against unions and he was basically paying them in fucking pennies and they walked off which is why the transition was so fucking awkward because that the last um like that episode like that whole little trilogy like white light and shit they had an unmorphed fight but on like the first episode, because it was it was three parts. In that first part, they had like an unmorphed fight, and that fight scene was the last uh, that uh, Jason, Zach, and Trina's characters actually did. The rest of right. the shit, um, the rest of the shit was uh, going forward was them uh, you reusing old footage of those three uh, when convenient. And having new voice actors just um, voice over and act over their lines, which was so fucking awkward because the, they were so bad. <laughs> <laughs> like, like all of a sudden, Jason started sounding like a fifty-year-old man who smoked this shit. <laughs> <laughs> like all, all of a sudden, all of a sudden, Zach sounded like his balls never dropped this shit. <laughs> and then poor, poor Trina's voice, poor Trina. First of all, R.I.P. because eventually she passed in real life. But but also just like, and she was a favorite. Like people fucked with Trina, myself included. But it was just so obviously awkwardly bad. And then like they started making making it where like basically uh, Tommy, Kimberly, and Billy were just like the main three characters, and they just reuse and reshot old shit of the other three until they got the new actors in and shit. And it was so fucking awkward. Mm-hmm. Uh, not only and then not only that, but just from like in the context of the of the character and the story, like look, listen, look, hey, look, I know everybody fuck with Tommy, everybody like Tommy, but a leader that nigga was not at all. At that he was point. he was so hot headed. He was so into himself, right? I mean, the character's written that way, right? Like it's meant to be that you know, this is his design flaw. That like, yeah, he screen tested well, but we need to make sure that like the other characters, like we need to sell us merch. Basically, right. <laughs> <laughs> that was that was Saban's whole pitch: buy this merch. And 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 the whole thing was, you know, like, you know, okay, again, so we we've we've taken the black, you know, male character off, we've replaced the Asian, you know, they, they basically did a crisscross, right? Where like, you know, uh what was his name? Um Ace, I think. Or Who Ace? The the new Black Ranger. Oh, um my nigga um my nigga Adam. Adam, yeah. He, oh, who, who, in fairness, in fairness, because I love Johnny Bosch Young. In fairness, he was a good Black Ranger. He just wasn't Zach. Yeah. Um, they never replaced Trini with a Black girl, Asia. Yeah, Karen Ashley. Um, yeah. And then who, Rocky replaced Jason, which was fucking terrible. Yeah, Rocky was like. Woo. Woo. He, woo. 
I understood what they tried to do with the crisscross, but yeah, that was a, that was yeah. that was that was an interesting decision. Um, yeah, it was like he wasn't bad per se, but in trying to put put in the footsteps See, of Jason. Yeah, that's the thing. Like Jason had all that time as you know the leader. Like he was He's leader guy, nigga. and then he gets replaced and. Basically, what would have helped, you know, looking back on it in retrospect, I think would have been to have Rocky be very, like, hands-on with Tommy in terms of, like, yo, I got this. Like, Because mm-hmm. once Tommy took over as leader, they basically wrote everybody else to be useless without his help. Pretty much. Which kind of, which didn't work because Tommy already wasn't that good of a lead. Like he was, like as the Green Ranger, he was a badass when, obviously when he was both evil and good, like he came in to whoop ass, but, and I get it because they had so much like real life shit going on behind Offset, but they kind of rushed him into being a leader when he never really was. And to make yeah, that, him that, so overpowered while at the same time so underwhelming as a leader, it didn't help bring in the new Rangers well. At least in Mighty Morphin. Now, Zio, that's a whole other thing because he came into his own as a leader then. But in Mighty Morphin, it was just so awkward looking back. Like, they could have done that way better if they hadn't rushed it. Yeah, because they, they did the power transfer kind of late in season two. Like... But not, not, not even late. Like it was like it was like midway through. It was, so it was about halfway. Yeah. Um, and even that was awkward. But the the problem was they immediately made the new Rangers like they immediately took on conflict, right? Like yeah. Boom! Like they get ambushed. Uh, I'm reading this diary from the wiki. They get ambushed by putties who tie them to a tree. It's like come on! Like <laughs> these are the people we. Like, they've been kicking Putty's ass, like, in minutes for a year and a half, and these folks come through, and they get dominated by, like, the Lord Zed Putties. Like, they hit them in the chest, and they fucking vanish. Right. Which also, what, put, a, put a pin in there. I want to come back to the Lord Zed. Put a pin in there. Continue, friend. Yeah, like, that was that was no, such no, a weird decision. Like, like they, they get you bring them in, and you make them seem, like, weak and, and not capable like when you that's just, why they screen tested so unfavorably right when you just like their introduction was them being these like quote-unquote ninjas from another school who's whipping ass and shit then you tie them up to a tree and have Goldar capture them into a fucking cave to turn them evil by being bitten by a fucking snake like and they what? didn't and they didn't get free until the second half of this episode Right. Then, not only that, they the only motherfuckers who just happened to see that Jason, uh, that Tommy, Billy, and Kimberly were half of the Power Rangers because they could not breathe and they had to unmask themselves. Like, what? <laughs> what the fuck? You mean to tell these motherfuckers been fighting in space? <laughs> you mean to tell me they can't survive this goddamn cave? <laughs> 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 These motherfuckers been hit with fucking explosions, goddamn swords and shit into the into intergalactical aliens and shit. And you mean to tell me that can't survive and breathe in this fucking cave with the helmet on? Are you serious? What the fuck? What the fuck, Saban? 
what is this game of thrones like what the fuck <laughs> what is yep. this writing what is this Wow, yeah, no, I'm, I'm continuing on in the Wikipedia. So, again, Adam immediately picked on as a newly minted Power Ranger. They did the thing where they had to dance, and the girls had to ask the guys, like the Sadie Hawkins, I guess, is the, is the name of it, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so they, they did that, and it turns out that the new girl, the last new girl was, in fact, Aisha. This other chick turned out to be like one of Lord Zed's, you know, whatever's. Um, so he immediately got picked on. Adam, I mean, Rocky got immediately picked on. No, 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 Adam. So, wow, they, ooh, boy. They were, they were testing Adam early, boy. He was like the new cornerback yeah. that got put in the game. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. Oh, they no, went no, after no, no, him. No, 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 no. You know what? They, they try Adam, they try Adam like, like the free safety. Oh, we got we got food. We got food. Yes, yes. Like, like, like he, he was he was bite on the double move. <sighs> All right, uh, fine. <laughs> um. Anyway, yeah. So that was yeah, episode twenty nine again, the dance thing, right? And then episode number thirty, uh, mirror of regret. You know, made Adam. Uh, childhood memories that he, you know, got picked on or whatever. Episode 31, turn this kaleidoscope into a monster. <laughs> Yo, they were just making monsters out of any old goddamn thing. <laughs> like, one uh, episode, they made a fucking monster out of Kimberly's purse and lipstick. What the fuck? <laughs> Japan was wilding. <laughs> it was wilding. Speaking of wilding, lip, okay. Okay. Lord Zed, I was watching because again I went down a rabbit hole when we, people were talking about this shit on Twitter. Went down a rabbit hole like it's this channel on YouTube that does like a whole like a they cover a bunch of shit like it's kind of like like they do a like top ten best things or top worst things or whatever for a whole bunch of film and cinema and media and things of that nature, and they did a top. Um, 10 Power Rangers villains of all time. And I think this this video was in 2017, I think. Um, and obviously, he, it, it encompassed, like, all the seasons up until that point of, of that year. And of all the seasons, damn near 20 goddamn seasons of this fucking show, Lord Zed was still ranked number one villain of all time in all Power Rangers media. And I think for good reason, because he was that nigga. Like, so much so that they had to tone him down because parents were complaining he was too menacing for this show. <laughs> I mean, he was kind of asshole. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I, mean, I, mean, like, I mean, I mean, let's let's list off the shit that this motherfucker did, by the way. Uh, run it. Destroyed the Zords, his first fucking appearance on the show. <laughs> <laughs> Target... Targeted the fuck out of Tommy, took his powers successfully, mind you. Almost killed the Rangers on more than one occasion, closer than Rita has ever fucking did. Infiltrated the fucking command center, attacked the fuck, disabled the fucking command center, <laughs> blew it up. <laughs> right. <clears throat> um. Let's see. 
Like, he did a whole bunch of shit. Like, they had to tone him down by bringing Rita back to marry him to make him more comical. Because that fought Tommy one-on-one and beat his ass. <laughs> beat his ass. <laughs> and then brought the fourth wall talking about Tommy can't be serious with that toy sword, which makes me laugh to this day. Because, I mean, look at Saba's sassy ass. He is a toy fucking saber. With a British accent. Sassy as shit. <laughs> <laughs> Like that one sassy ass goddamn like, <laughs> like Saba couldn't be my been my partner because me and him would have been boxing. Like every goddamn decision I make, you chastise me in this goddamn Daniel Kaluuya ass voice, boy. If you don't shut the fuck up, <laughs> <laughs> you don't shut the fuck up and make this guy. You, you sassy me and Piers Morgan, uh, uh-uh. uh, not not for it. Be <laughs> like if you don't shut the fuck up and make the Tigers on, I'm ready, <laughs> motherfucker. So, yeah, like, they, he was, and then, like, just his look, um, his, his, I like that, um, like, his look about everything, like, he was menacing as fuck, so I get why they had to tone him down, but it was just hilarious growing up, because it's like, damn, Zed, like, if you list all the shit that Zed has done, he's done more than any villain in this fucking series. Like, like he's literally almost killed these motherfuckers, like, dead, killed them dead. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> no, nah, I'm just, like, remarking just on, like, how, so, like, Rita, you know, she had the, the minions who, like, made the monsters and stuff, set them down, and then she would throw her spirit to the earth and you know they'll grow real big and then they had to call the zords lord zed was just like what's going on around them that's a monster now let's go <laughs> and then made the motherfucker grow with lightning like 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 the motherfucker just throw his staff to the sky I was like oh just use lightning to make the bitch grow like what what the fuck how you use lightning as fertilizer nigga like, <laughs> the fuck Oh my god! Yes, and like because you got to think about it, like Rita had Fimster just like making these motherfucking monsters. So it was just like you know what? I got this eldritch ass magic. Like whatever's around you, like that. Like again, this motherfucker made one of Kimberly's purses a fucking monster. How the fuck? What enough? But what the fuck was the purse made of? The material. Look, talk about looking the material. You look at the material and this motherfucker trying to kill you. How, Sway? How? <clears throat> but you remember the you remember the hate master from season three? Yes. Yes. <laughs> Dog. Yes. Man, listen, had goddamn um, had goddamn Tommy and Kimberly up here yelling like they in a fucking Tyler Perry production and shit. Oh, I, yo, 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 that 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 hate master episode. Fucking Tommy and Kimberly turned into Yvette and Jody. <laughs> Tell me you don't see it. Tell me you don't see it. Like, if you gave Yvette and Jody some goddamn spandex and shit, you can't tell me they wasn't Tommy and Kimberly. <laughs> I hate you, Tommy. <laughs> Walk off, <laughs> walk off, and then just go on the yo. That shit was so funny. Gold was just looking like, so do I beat y'all ass now or wait till y'all get through arguing? Because 
Cause y'all look like y'all got it. Um, right. It looked like I ain't. I, I ain't got to do shit. I ain't got to do shit. Damn. Also, well, he was one of the. He was one of the ones who rhymed a lot, right? Who? No, that was on uh, Rito. Uh, Rita's brother. Rita Goldar was just stupid. No, no, I meant uh, Hate Master. He what? Didn't yeah, yeah, he yeah, like yeah. rap? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I just thought that they had a fucking monster that was a literal, literally a fucking microphone. <laughs> what the? Zan was making any old goddamn thing. <laughs> like, that motherfucker could make a shoe into a monster. Zan, what the fuck? Also, we would not be we would be remiss if we did not talk about how they did um Billy's uh well Billy's uh actor. Yeah, the the plot line where they made him have a girlfriend was was that was trash. Um, yeah, yeah um, it, was, it was trash. It was trash. Cause you know, they knew it was a it was an open secret, I guess you'd call it. Um Yeah. Like they never wrote anything about it into the show necessarily because they were like, "Yo, like this is like primarily kids programming, and you know, thanks for the kids. Kids can't learn anything apparently." Um, right. Even though we can see, watch kids, we can let kids literally see teenagers almost die fighting aliens, but oh, we can't talk about sexuality. But you know, whatever. Yeah. So yeah, so it, it was it was botched. And I mean, he's come out. And he's done multiple you know interviews about it since, and he's yeah. one of the ones who stuck around the show for a really long time. So I mean, it, I guess it paid him well enough. Um, but he right. was not happy after you know a good little while. Yeah, after Zio, because that's when they wrote him off in Zio. Mm-hmm. He was like, "Enough is enough. This is this is over." Which honestly, I don't blame him because I know him in um uh. I know him and Jason's um, actor, they uh, reconciled eventually because Jason's actor was a big part of why um, Yash, you know, felt the way that he did because I I believe he was uh, contributing to that, uh, you know. Because- Which is wild because I don't know if you remember this, maybe you were too young, but there were like the OD rumors about Jason's actor being in like the wild, like gay penos. Mm, nah, I did not realize that, but wow, that is very interesting. Yep. It, mm. it, like, it wasn't true. Um, but but just the the, re- the rumors and, like, the fact that you got the nerve to be homophobic while these rumors about you are circulating, it's like, sir, sir, sir. Uh, but, you know, they reconciled, which is good, because I think uh, they had, like, a panel recently where I think it was, like, the 20th anniversary and shit, and Billy, Zach, and Jason all were there um, talking about it, you know, doing their whole morphing sequence. Which, by the way, let me tell you something. Nobody said they caught they Zord with more passion than motherfucking Zach. Let me tell you something. When that motherfucker called out the Mastodon, I felt like the Mastodon was going to be in my living room. Well, yeah, he was first. We had to set the tone, right? Like, Yeah. Yeah, and then when they got the Thunderzords, when that motherfucker said Mastodon line Thunderzord power, that I, again, I felt like the, the Mastodon was going to be right outside my house. Like, I felt it was pulling up. Yeah. If he, if he came through week, it would be like, you know, they, you know, to do start lineup. And, you know, in Miami, the way they did it was they always said LeBron first, but they said Dwayne last because you, you saved that. You saved that last slot for like the most, you know, important or the most beloved player on the team or whatever. 
Um, but the first person that they call has to be like equally beloved. Like Pippen was the first called in Chicago all years. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, he had to like, again, he had to set the tone. He had to set the pace. He had to come, you know, like, yeah, like Bastardon coming through. What's good? You know? Um, he just came through, it was like, oh, Mastodon, you know, like it would have, it would have been whack. It would have, there would have been no excitement about, you know, the onslaught that was destined to come. Um, I wouldn't have been hyped at all, personally. I'd, I'd know. <laughs> and the, speaking of which, whenever Tommy brought out that fucking flute and the dragon's oil came out the fucking ocean, is the dragon's oil still down there? Because it never got destroyed. Um, I think it's in space. Probably. I mean, who fucking knows? It? Only Saber knows at this point. Well, no, because Saber no older no more. I think uh, Disney got it. I think. Really? I. Th- oh yeah, because because there was the re there was the revision or the re edition. I think they called it. Yeah. Um So that does exist, but wow. Okay. Yeah. Oh, and you know what? No, no, I'm tripping. I'm tripping. It's the like the original saving era and then like the neo saving era, which I think took place after I wanna say, I wanna say after Dino Thunder. Cause they brought Tommy back as like a mentor for like the celebration and shit. And I think after that it went to Neo Saving, I think. Where it's like I think I do think Disney got a part in it. Like, it still got Saban's name on it, but I think Disney, like, oversees it or whatever the fuck. I have to look it up, but I know it was a changing of the guard after a certain point. And you could tell because they started getting ridiculously over the top with the dumbing down, I guess you say. <laughs> like, it, like, I mean, I mean, it's fucking Power Rangers. It's always been corny. I mean, that's kind of the draw, you know, especially for, you know, kids and shit, uh, you know, we was growing up and, you know, generations coming after us, like, so it's always been corny, like, that's the duh, but it was a point where it was, it just started getting rid, like, OD levels of corny, because I stopped watching, I want to say in middle school, and I want to say the last one that I the last season of Power Rangers I consistently watched was Dino Thunder, because they brought back Tommy, after that, I don't know what the fuck these motherfuckers have been on. Yeah, it got it got way off the rails. Like I, I also left it in middle school, but I'm also seven years older than you. Um, Fair enough. So I caught a little bit of like the okay, like they starting to go to space. Okay, I, I can rock with this for a little bit. But then yeah, like I just got other stuff and it kind of think about like '97. I because I, I got a cousin that's your age. Um, I kind of left it to him pretty much at that point. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, yeah, because it, it just got fucking ridiculous. Like, once Zordon died, it wasn't... it. Like, I understand people that fell off that, I mean, that was still into it, like, after Zordon died, because it's like, I mean, what's the point after that? Like, Zordon did, and, like, he started all this shit, so it's like, what's the point after he died? So I get it, but it still was good, because honestly, after Zordon died, they actually started writing these motherfuckers with depth and story and, and plot and shit. So it actually kind of got really good. I mean, it's just, if if the writing was in any other show other than Power Rangers, it would be like good drama. But because it was Power Rangers and they had to make it corny for kids, like it mm-hmm. kind of fell on their fields. But it actually, writing-wise, had started getting really, really good up until a point. Then it just went, they just said, fuck it. 
Like, <laughs> they just said, fuck it. We just going to pander to these kids. We're going to make it over the top, cheesy and corny. We And you know what? You know what? After a point, they stopped focusing on the, like, they stopped getting, like, actual martial artists to do this shit. And they started fo- just relying on, like, special effects and, like, over-the-top explosions and weapons and shit. And it just got really, really, uh, uh, um, what lazy? That's the word for it. It's just started getting lazy at the point. After a point, and it was like, okay, well, one, I can check out. I'm old enough. I can check out of this, and then two, I can tell y'all playing in my face. So I'm good. Love enjoy. <laughs> uh, I was, but before we move on, because we've been going on this for a minute. But I, but honestly, we wanted to do this because I mean, one, this is our show, and two, ain't nobody gonna beat our ass or whatever. Um. What was your favorite moment from the original, like the original Mighty Morphin? Or, 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 or if we want to, or, oh, hold on, let's do it like this. Favorite moment? Of the the original Zordon era, what was your least favorite moment? Um, I'm trying to, I'm trying to remember the particular monster they were fighting, but this motherfucker was thrashing the power. Like, it wound up being a two-part episode because they just couldn't handle this dude. Um, oh, I wish I could remember this, this thing's name. Like, and I'm scrolling the wiki, the wiki and everything. But I, I can't find it. I can't produce it. What but, season uh, it? It hasn't been season once. I think it was a Rita Repulsa thing. Hmm. Uh, my favorite, and okay, let me not say favorite, but like the most ridiculous thing that happened on the show that I remember fondly was Tommy becoming the starting quarterback on the team, on the football <laughs> team, remember? I remember that. <laughs> this song. <laughs> Tommy had never even heard of football because he was so into karate. and This motherfucker came out like Joy Harrington and shit. He came out like, you know how football players look when they're playing basketball? Yes. That's what he was in football yes. practice looking like. Because, yes. yes. like, Ernie, you know, who ran the juice ball, was like, all right, here's the here's the dummy. You got to hit the dummy. This motherfucker ran up to it and did, like, a spinning kick. Right. <laughs> <laughs> this motherfucker was playing fuck, using fucking kung fu and fucking football. That was funny. That was funny. I, my, my The most ridiculous shit that is like bad but also ridiculous and where it's like okay or i see why y'all almost got canceled <laughs> you know where i'm going motherfucking oh justin mother <laughs> motherfucking turbo <laughs> tell me how in the whole entire goddamn fuck how the fuck is Justin a fucking middle schooler? This whole show has been revolved around teenagers with attitude, young adults going into adulthood, defending the world from evil. How the whole fuck did Justin ass, who was a fucking middle schooler, end up when the motherfucker morphed, he grew five inches just to be with the adults? What the fuck was this? He becomes a writer because Rocket's stupid ass doing some motherfucking 
tournament exhibition <sighs> on martial arts <sighs> tournament and shit. He's mad. This motherfucker's up here critically injured and shit. How the fuck did y'all write this shit? Well, Justin, it was, Justin was not a bad ranger, but it just was fucking stupid. He just happened to be in the goddamn uh, hospital room with Rocky. And hide under the fucking bed. Don't nobody notice this motherfucker under the goddamn bed and shit. And he just happened to overhear Zordon and the rest of them talk about mm. on this whole new quest when he got they got to save this Furby looking motherfucker. And you mean to tell me that Justin being a rage made since you couldn't bring back Jason, he was just in Zio. How the fuck? Like what? What y'all did? Y'all needed a ranger that damn bad. Like was like was 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 Jason's actor just y'all just didn't want to hire him to play to be in turbo and shit. Again, he literally was just in Zio. How the fuck y'all write a goddamn middle school middle schooler? How the fuck this motherfucker driving here in middle school? How the fuck he driving a Zord? How? Alpha give this motherfucker a crash course in driving. He can't even drink yet. How the fuck he driving a Zord? That made no fucking sense. You know, you know who, you know who Justin is. Justin is Chuck from Amazing Grace and Chuck. Oh yes, <laughs> yes, yes. Oh my god, that is so accurate, Bianca. Yes, let me tell you. He's just so annoying and just so like, yeah, he's so twelve years old. It's so wild. He's twelve years old fighting alongside fucking seventeen, eighteen year olds. How the fuck did this make sense? Even for even for Power Rangers, how how? I that and like, I and I didn't realize this until obviously when I got older. Right then, is when Power Rangers almost got canceled. Like like in space saved them because the show was going to be discontinued if that season did not do good, and it did because they actually started writing again. But Justin was so fucking. And Turbo was so fucking stupid. First of all, why the fuck did they need to go to Turbo? They still had the Zeo powers. Like they literally just made a movie for the. They literally just tied the whole the movie in the the previous season into this movie. They still had the Zeo powers. They started the Zeo powers off with the movie, and they were still fresh. Like they literally just whooped ass with these powers. How the fuck did they need to convert the Turbo? And how did he become a grown ass man in his Power Ranger suit? <laughs> Conveniently though, conveniently because when he, he, he fighting, a grown, he a grown man still twelve. He a grown man still twelve when he fighting, but when he not fighting, he magically shrink back down to like being a twelve year old. How the fuck? Oh my god, this like <clears throat> it was just, so just Ed, Ed and Justin was the Ed and Nikki of Power Rangers. Perfect analogy. Perfect analogy. It was just so goddamn bad. And then Turbo Tank, the season, the actual show season tank. Yeah, they got rid of goddamn Tommy, um, Cat, Adam, and um, shit, what is the other one? What is the other one? The one that replaced Aisha. What is her name? God damn it. I forget her name, but the, the black girl who replaced Aisha going into Zio, I forget her fucking name. Jesus Christ. But oh, man. Tanya, nice on that's two months on Tanya. Tanya, yeah. Yeah, they, they replaced it. 
they got rid of them. Then they changed the guard to these other Rangers who were fucking lame as shit. I mean, no shade, but they was fucking lame. I mean, you got the first black Red Ranger leader, but he was a fucking lame. Like they didn't get they didn't get good until in space, like because they wrote them better. Like what the fuck? Turbo was just trash. It was just trash, and it. I understand how it almost cost the franchise, and almost made it get canceled because what in the whole fuck? Then then Divatas was a terrible fucking villain. Oh boy. Like like all she did was whine half the time. And I mean, Rita whined too, but at least Rita did shit. Hey, Rita almost, her and Zan almost destroyed the fucking Power Rangers. Hey, they blew up the fucking command center. <coughs> oh, it was so bad. It was so damn bad. <clears throat> I see how they almost got canceled. Because Jesus fucking Christ. Whew. All right. Um, well, this, I, I think I want to, is Power Rangers on Hulu? Yeah, it should be. I'm about, I'm about to go watch me some original episodes of Power Rangers when we done recording. Yeah, and just laugh at how gonna be in, huh? Laugh at how hilariously bad it was. Well, at least Turbo. I'm not fucking subjecting myself <laughs> to that. I will. I, okay, I will ask this though. What was your favorite Zord? Uh, that's a tie. I was a big fan of the uh, Mastodon and a Saber Two Tiger. Mm. Uh, well, let me. Well, yes, I was keen to as an individual Zord. I was keen to the Tiger Zord. Now, as a Megazord, let me tell you the most overpowered shit in Power Rangers existence: the motherfucking Shogun Zord. That shit. Oh, the was Shogun over- Zord was ridiculous. That shit, the motherfucker, the motherfucker Zord had exploding confetti that would kill monsters. How the shit? And they didn't use it like right away. Like that would have been like a assemble. All right, boom, hit the button. Yes. Fight's over. <laughs> yes. Like how the fuck do you have confetti that instantly killed a monster plus a fucking flaming goddamn Shogun sword? How? The most overpowered thing in existence. And I fucking loved it. Like, it was so overpowered, they barely used it. Like, they used it, like, they got it and only used it maybe five times because it was so ridiculously overpowered. I think the weirdest, the, I think the weirdest Zord was the Ninja Zord, though. Yeah. Yeah, that, like, yeah. That, that doesn't quite scale. <laughs> yeah, especially compared to the movie version. The movie version was fire. Movie version was lit, but it also had movie backing, I guess, right? But um, yeah, 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 yeah. But it was such a letdown though, because they came out at the same time. So it's like you see the movie, then you see the show version. It's just like, what the fuck? Like, as a matter of fact, the movie came out before that season of the Ninjas came out. So it was, it was still even worse because it was like you already <laughs> seen the movie version, then you go back to the show, and it's just like, bitch, what? Right, we gotta go to, we gotta go back to this. Right. Shit, really? Right. It's like going from it's like going from the it's like going from the suburbs to the ghetto. Like, <laughs> oh, but uh, I think well, especially because it's very very late on my end. Um, I hope that y'all enjoyed this um, all too nerd ass reliving our childhood talking about this shit because this was fun. 
for us. Completely, like, not off schedule. We totally plan to do this, but, like, we completely ran way into the time that we would have normally allotted for this. Um, yeah. But it was fun. It was which fun. is really my way of saying Will is an excellent type. No, I'm kidding. But, um... <laughs> But I've enjoyed this. Um, maybe we can do more stuff like this. Honestly, we all to. You know what we should do when Will comes back? <laughs> we should make what you fun. Got? We should make fun of you, Gil. I'm always here for that. <laughs> um, because Yu Gi Oh was fucking ridiculous. Make fun of Yu Gi Oh. Make fun of Digimon and. You know we can do our own. Everything was wrong. Crown and Colors edition, and I will be here for that because I feel like we have the we have the wit, we have the nostalgia, we have the the interest um, to do these right in a comical way, and I feel like it would be entertaining because this was I, listen, I I I hope y'all laughed at this sh- shit because this was funny as fucking entertaining for me and Bianca. Let me tell you something, and the fa- the crazy part is we didn't say half the shit we said in the pregame. <laughs> So, good, good to hell luck, everybody. But I oh, we can make for the mass rider. That's the other one that was trash. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh shit! You know what? You know we could also make fun of. Don't say anime. PR troopers. Okay. No. Well, yes, but no. <laughs> I was finna say we could make. Oh shit! I got a good one. Do you remember Beetleborg? I don't remember much about it. I remember not enjoying what little I watched. You know what? That's fair. That's fair. That's honestly the reason I brought it up because it was like off-brand Power Rangers. <laughs> <laughs> but no, uh, VR Troopers, like, let me tell you about what that meant to me um, as an 11-year-old. Um, I So I just come on at like 6.30 in the morning and I had to leave for school at like I don't know, 7.20 maybe. I'll leave for the, for the bus stop at 7.20. Um, I used to wake up at like 6.20 so I could do all my morning routine and then sit down and fucking watch VR Troopers all the way through. I'll eat a Pop-Tart. But no, please don't, uh, don't make me recall Big Bad Leaderboards. I would really rather not. <laughs> They ho- they even they theme song was even fucking track. You know what? All right, let's get up out of here. We'll be here. Hame Seaman, buy the smirch. I d- listen, listen. Saban wanted all the money. Um, <clears throat> but this has been the Crown of College podcast. Uh, thank you for tuning in. Thank you for listening. Uh, we hope you enjoyed. Uh, we hope you got some laughs at listening to us nerd out and relive our childhood. Um. Merch coming soon. Merch coming very soon. Uh, leave uh, five-star ratings and reviews. You only leave four stars or less. We're going to assume that you are a hater, and we don't need that kind of negativity in our lives. Nope. Um, support Flawless Noses Media as a whole. We have something for everybody with more coming. Um, become a patron. Get this bonus hashtag content. Uh, help the show help the shows and the network grow also congratulations and 
Um, thank yous in order to Curtis and Candace, one year of Flawless Noises Media. Um, we wanted to do a live show. Unfortunately, that was not in the cards this time, but we as a network are definitely hoping to have a live show and we'll have a live show still soon, soon and in the future. So look out for that. But we just want to say congratulations and thank you to Curtis and Candace for all that you do. Um, yes. Thank you for giving the show a good home. Yes, 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 yes. Um, and with that, um, I don't have anything. Bianca, you got anything? Um, you know, get well soon. Will. uh, yes. Your NBA was definitely missed. NBA All Star stuff coming up soon in Chicago, so looking forward to that. And, and Zion is about to start doing some dunks, y'all. Maybe not in the dunk contest because I don't think he's quite ready to partake in that. Maybe next season, but yeah, get ready to watch him do some dunks in the games. Yes, I'm here for all the Zion hype because I I I enjoy watching him play. I think he is going to be very special. Um, I wish it. I already think he is very special, but I think he's going to get even specialer. I know that's not really a word, but fuck it, run with it. Um, that's right. And yeah, just more Z- more Zion on my TV. That's what I need in my life. So, but yeah, I've been Jeremy. She's been Bianca. This has been the Crown of College Podcast. And we out. Peace.